Welcome to Green Grid Radio. I'm your host, Diane Wu. Some big news on campus caught our attention last week. And we'll start off today's show with a story of Stanford's divestment from coal in a tale of three meetings. First, a meeting that didn't happen. On May 1st, Harvard student Brett Roche was arrested for blockading the president's office. He is part of the student group Divest Harvard. They organized a demonstration to request an open meeting with the Harvard Corporation to discuss divesting Harvard's endowment from fossil fuels. And that's been fairly indicative of the climate towards the movement there with the president and other top university officials often publicly criticizing students involved in the movement and conversely, the students taking fairly uh, bold actions like the blockade last week. This is Krishna Dasaratha, who graduated from Harvard last spring and worked with Divest Harvard. This student group is part of a national movement organized by 350.org. They call on universities to divest from fossil fuel companies because of the company's contribution to climate change. According to 350.org, a future based on continued extraction of fossil fuels poses too high a risk for the planet. In October, Harvard's president responded to the divestment campaign with a letter. It was pretty unequivocal in stating that the school did not intend to divest and did not think that it was the right decision for Harvard. It was a bit dispiriting because it was such a strong rejection of something that we feel is so necessary, but it also gave quite a bit of resolve, I think especially to the students there, to keep on fighting. After graduating from Harvard last spring, Krishna began a PhD in math here at Stanford. He continued working with Harvard alumni to push that university to divest from fossil fuels, but in February, he also jumped feet first into the divestment campaign at Stanford. Krishna found that the Stanford campaign had a key advantage that was not available at Harvard. The Board of Trustees of Stanford has a dual responsibility with the endowment. First, they must keep it profitable, but at the same time, they must ensure that the companies they invest in do not cause, quote, substantial social injury. Fossil Free Stanford argued that fossil fuel companies are contributing to climate change and that climate change causes substantial social injury. The university listened. Last week, the president's assistant invited Krishna and his group to a meeting with a Stanford management company, the second meeting in our story. And we were just told that they wanted to update us on divestment. Could we come in to meet with them Thursday afternoon? And we actually spent a fair bit of the day trying to figure out what could be going on, speculating on what bad news we might get or how to respond to all the possible scenarios. And then we got into the meeting and they told us we have some pretty big news. The Stanford board is poised to vote to divest from coal. And we were just all speechless for most of the rest of the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> Krishna couldn't speak. After his struggles at Harvard, Stanford had legitimized the movement. And long before fossil-free Stanford had even expected. 
We thought that they wouldn't consider our divestment request until the June Board of Trustees meeting at the earliest, and we thought if they were going to divest from coal, it would most likely be next year. And it turned out that not only did they do it this year, but they accelerated the timeline. Krishna felt that this announcement was an important first success for both the movement at Stanford as well as for universities around the country. Finally, there is an example other divestment campaigns can point to. I think it's a big moment for the campaigns around the country because now they can go to their constituencies and to their administrations and say that this is something credible, it's something that a top institution has done. and. So it's an option that they should take legitimately and that can really happen. Though getting the university to divest from coal is a huge success, it's just the first step. Krishna already has another idea for a fossil fuel that Stanford can cut out of their investment portfolios. Uh, one example is I think a lot of the arguments that they gave for divestment from coal apply pretty much word for word to divestment from tar sands, which also can be easily replaced and have much higher emissions levels. But in general, fossil fuels are driving climate change, and even if we're not using coal and we shift to natural gas, climate change is still going to continue at unacceptable levels. Ultimately, Fossil Free wants Stanford to divest from all fossil fuels, including the big ones, oil and natural gas. Krishna is getting the sense that the university is open to continued discussions with the activists. We're optimistic that the logic that led to coal divestment will also lead eventually to divestment from fossil fuels more broadly. Though there are many other milestones to pass, some students from Fossil Free Stanford took the time to relish the victory by going to another meeting. The advisory panel that worked with Fossil Free for several months and ultimately recommended coal divestment to the Board of Trustees was holding its annual town hall meeting. Coincidentally, it was just one day after the board passed the resolution to divest from coal. This time, the students were prepared. We brought a sign, um, it's pretty big, and it says thank you, and it has messages from Stanford students and faculty and staff who walked by and wrote letters and messages about the divestment. Do you mind reading a couple? Sure. Well, mine said that I'm excited about oil and gas divestment next. I wrote thank you from my grandchildren. I like the one that says um, Stanford's on the right side of history. That's pretty exciting. For Green Grid Radio, this is Diane Wu. This piece was produced with Shara Tan and Derek Mendez. Many thanks to Krishna Dasarath and Michaela Osler. Tune in to Green Grid Radio Mondays at 6 p.m. at KZSU 90.1 FM or online at greengridradio.org. Thanks for listening.